We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And a pleasant good afternoon to everyone out there in Irish Breakdown land. I'm Vince D'Addario. That's Ryan Roberts. And uh, we'll just get this out of the way right off the right off the bat, Ryan. Things are going to look a little different today. Um, we, I don't know, we, we messed up a little bit and we're in a different account for StreamYard. And so we're kind of back to the basics. And um, this is what you're going to get the close-up view of. You're going to get the Brady Bunch view. Of you'll, us you'll, today. Get a, you'll get you'll get a duck on my forehead at some points too as I reposition yeah. my head. So yeah, yeah, man, we're back we're back to the roots of Streamyard right now. Yes, the, the, the these roots. are the roots, man. This is where we used to be. That that countdown for all the OGs out there that used to be our countdown before we made the official Irish breakdown countdown. So you know we're just kind of we're touching back to the old days, man. And so we're gonna bring you guys right along with us, but nothing changes. We're obviously live on YouTube. We've got you know everything we normally have. It's Monday, so that means we are going to focus on recruiting. And Ryan, it is a fun day to focus on recruiting when you are less than 24 hours after what can be arguably described as one of the biggest surprises uh, of the recruiting season in a positive way for Notre Dame uh, with, with Kingston Viliama Asa uh, officially committing to the University of Notre Dame at linebacker. And he was the number one guy on the board for Notre Dame as far as linebacker position. They, you know, they let it play out. They listened to Irish Breakdown. They let it play out. It worked out well in their favor. I have to say, watching it live on that other recruiting services, YouTube, and watching the chat was pretty comical. I I did enjoy it. Uh, there was one guy with his sole mission was to bash us, which I thought was hilarious. And like, nobody was even communicating with him. He was just throwing out a bunch of crap and then all the Ohio state fans and they just lost their minds last night. And that was fun to watch too. But it it was a great night. If you're a Notre Dame fan, it was a great night. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, it was the best thing ever, Vince, is this was completely, this was a complete coincidence, is that I was scheduled this morning to be on an Ohio State podcast to talk NFL draft. I wasn't even going to talk recruiting. Really? And then, and then, of course, they opened up with, yeah, Ohio State's not in a great mood today because of Kingston not committing to Ohio State. So incredible timing. Because I had that thing scheduled for like a couple weeks out. Like this wasn't just a this morning. They're like, hey, can you hop on? It was, yeah, it was something. So, I, man, great day to be a Notre Dame supporter. Great day to be a part of the Notre Dame program. Obviously a massive win. I know we're going to, you know, throw some shade at some points for sure because it's fun and it's it's awesome that Notre Dame is able to finally win a big battle against Ohio State because it yeah. has happened the other way too often, obviously, Agreed. in the last few years. But give Notre Dame all the credit. They fought back multiple times in this recruitment. Throughout the majority of the last two years, Ohio State has been the leader for Kingston. He was. And then also recently-ish, USC was kind of the perceived leader for Kingston for like a few days. And Notre Dame spent more time in second or third place in this recruitment than they did in first. That, that's just the that's just the end all be all to it. And they were yeah. able to outlast and were able to obviously make it happen at the end. And obviously, and a lot of it came down to Kingston's natural beliefs and his spirituality and his religious background. But either way, Notre Dame was able to get a big one. And now we can move on to 2025, which yeah. no one wants to do all the time. So. Well, and, and that's the thing. And and I will say from a personal standpoint, talking about the 25 class is just surreal to me. I've got a kid who's in the 25 class. Like that's just, I, I shouldn't have a kid that's old enough to be recruited to college. Like that's not how this works. Uh, but we are talking about the 25 class and, you know, with the commitment yesterday of, of KVA, uh, it's obviously easier to say his initials, uh, but with with his commitment to Notre Dame, that's the third straight class that has been arguably elite in the linebacker class for Notre Dame, at, at the very least very good. And now they turn the page to 25, which from all accounts, as specifically yours, because I talked to you about recruiting when I have any kind of question, this is about as loaded and deep a linebacker class as there that there's been in, in recent memory. And the best part is a bunch of these guys have already been on campus and they're only halfway through their high school career, which is amazing. Yes. Well, Vince, I mean, people asked me already and I wrote it in, I wrote it in a little bit of a, I have a piece coming out that's going to kind of highlight basically every player that we're talking about today. And the, re- and the thing that I started out with is if you asked me to give you two words to the 2025 class, one would be length and the other would be versatility. Like this is a long athletic group 
26 players have been offered at linebacker in the 2025 class already by Notre Dame, which is an absurd number. And I know that there's going to be some people throwing shade at Al Golden. I completely get it of, you know, casting a wide net and seeing who sure. can get type of thing. But also there's not a player that Notre Dame has offered at linebacker where I'm like, I don't know why they would offer that kid. Like, I'm not really sure <laughs> about that one. Like there are 26 legitimately good to elite football players in the linebacker board for 2025. And it's going to be really exciting because, I mean, the, I think that the tide is going to continue because Notre Dame is, thinking back to this time last year compared to where we are now, Notre Dame's in a lot better place with a lot of these linebackers than they were last year with any linebacker at this time. So they've already made late headway in this class to really get off to a good start. We're talking about the numbers, obviously, today. So the numbers kind of to touch on those because we need to is we right. expect the number to be three again next year. We've had okay. – Three straight classes of four in 2022, three in 2023, and three in 2024. Now look at the 2025. We expect three. I think that we are going to have a similar formula to what we had in 2024. We had one true rover in Teddy Rezac that is committed to the University of Notre Dame. And then you had two inside linebackers that can kind of play a little bit of Will and a little bit of Mike each. I think ultimately Kingston ends up as the Mike and Bodie Cahoon is probably the Will early on. But regardless, those kids have some versatility to play multiple spots. And then you've got Teddy, who's more of the pure rover that maybe can move inside eventually, depending on how things are. So I think you'll have a similar formula of think three linebackers in the class, think of two true inside linebackers, and then think of a guy that could start as a rover early on. So do you think they they could balloon to four? I mean, you're saying probably three. Dep- I mean, since this is such a deep class, could they balloon yeah. to four? Do you see that being a possibility? I think it depends on who the four is because there's a couple of players that we'll talk about today. One is Justin Hill out of the state of Ohio, where if they get Justin Hill, Vince, he could take the Joshua Burnham route of eventually being a Viper. Like he's gotcha. that type of guy. He is 6'4", 215 pounds already. He is going to be probably 6'4 and a half, 6'5 before too long and probably 230 plus pounds. So he could be that Viper type. So there could be a world down the line. If let's say hypothetically Notre Dame has a commitment from Justin Hill and they're like, I want to take a fourth linebacker because I think Hill's going to be a Viper. That sure. could be a world where you get four technically, but obviously gotcha. the, the designation would still be that you have three linebackers in that class and one Viper. No, that makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. And I, it's funny because I was talking to Brian prior to the show and, and uh, you know, when I found out this is going to be a linebacker focused show, obvious reasons. And, you know, he starts telling me how deep the class is and all this stuff. And he's watching all this film, which I know you're doing as well. And he's like, I've watched 15 guys film. He goes, every one of those 15 guys would be a take if I was at Notre Dame. It's like, wow. Okay. That, so that, that this is a deep class is what you're saying. Like that's, you know, yes, are they casting a wide net? They've got over 25 offers out there for the 25 class, a list that you can check out uh, over at irishbreakdown.com. But uh, yes, a wide net, but at the same time, there's so much talent that if you're not in on all of these guys, then you could miss out. And that's obviously not the way you want to do things. So speaking of not missing out, yes. there's a whole list of guys that have already been on campus that I don't want to say they're the primary targets for Notre Dame, but they've already been here. And I believe you told me that this group, there's like a, for a lot of these guys, there's like an innate love for Notre Dame already. Like it's already there that Notre Dame just needs to build on and, you know, enhance and do all of those things. Yeah, no, it really, I I think that that's a great way to put it. There is, of the, we had what, 
three, four, five, six, seven linebackers that we're going to talk about in this first group of guys that have been on campus already in varying ways. I would say five or six. Notre Dame's probably the leader, and the other guys are in the top group four. So there's no linebacker that we're talking about that has been to campus that I would say is on the outside looking in of having Notre Dame in their top group. Like, that's kind of how I see it right now. I mean, we're going to talk about one player in particular that I think is he's got to visit for his third time this offseason, right? So, like, they're doing a good job, man. They're doing a really good job of selling. And obviously – there was some missteps in 2024. I hope that there's some learning that's happened, obviously, and they've been able to get in with these guys early because, in theory, Notre Dame should be a really good linebacker recruiting staff, which it has been for the most part, right? You have Marcus sure. Truman, obviously. You have Al Golden, who coached linebackers in a Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. mean, like that's pretty legitimate. You have Max Buller, the new linebacker coach who played at Michigan State and was on Alabama staff over the last few years. You have legitimate knowledge at the linebacker position. So, yes, there were some missteps in 2024, but I really think that the early indication is that 2025 is a much more concerted and – cooperative approach is kind of how I would entail. I like it. So let's, let's jump into these guys. Um, I've got a list of names here in front of me. I don't want to butcher anybody's name, but I, we've got uh, Noah McHale. We've got Anthony Saka, Damina, or Dominic Hulak, Brett Clatterball, Landon McComer, Carlton Smith, and Josiah Kia. That's our, the first group that we're going to kind of focus in on. Hopefully I didn't do too bad with their names. Oh, you were great. Listening. That was but, great. Uh, it's, it's all those years as a PA announcer. You just kind of pray. Um, but uh, but no, th- this group, they've all been on campus. This is an elite group, man. Let's let's break these kids down a little bit where they're at. Yeah, I mean, I think that the conversation starts with Noah McHale, and that's where I really want to start. He is a linebacker out of the state of California, 6'3", 210-plus pounds already. Vince, he was the first linebacker that was offered by Notre Dame. He was offered during his sophomore year, which is very early right. for the team, you know, for the program in general. He is – I know Brian Driscoll especially loves this kid. He's a physical downhill, can run, really athletic striker. Like there is a lot to like about Noah McHale. He's been on campus this offseason. When he was offered last year in 2022, he also called Notre Dame immediately his dream school when he was offered. Wow. Like that was his dream school growing up. So I think Notre Dame, when you're starting with Noah McHale, it's not going to be an easy one. He, Notre Dame is definitely in his top group. There is no doubt about it right now. But I mean, when you look at his offer list, Alabama, Georgia, sure. USC, everybody. everybody Where's he from? Where's he out of? He's a California kid. Okay. So I, th- I think the hope is – that you continue the California momentum that you have right now. I mean, we talked a lot about we talked a lot about Kingston, obviously, but you just got a wide receiver on Friday that's out of the state of California as well. So you're rolling in California a little bit, and I hope, and for Notre Dame's sake, that Noah McHale may be a part of that next wave of California players because he's excellent, man. He's a really talented player, has an affinity for Notre Dame. Notre Dame needs to stay on this one and be consistent. If they are, I think they will be in it till the end with Noah McHale. So does he? You said he's a downhill guy, et cetera. Yeah. Like, is he? Does he project in inside? Yeah, he's he's an inside guy. Okay. I, think, I mean, he's athletic enough that if he needed to play rover, he could. But he is absolutely a, a Mike Will type player okay. at the next level. I mean, he's six three. Again, it's like we're talking about a song, a kid that just finished up his sophomore year is already six foot three, two hundred and ten plus pounds. Like he's a, he's going to be two hundred thirty five pounds 
yeah. in the blink of an eye. So yeah. that's that's kind of what we're looking like with Mikhail. Those guys never walked in the door when I was coaching high school. I just want to throw that out there. That's uh, I, I wish it's, I was some of these high school coaches. I, I sent my my buddy who does NFL draft scouting, and I sent him a the the, the huddle highlight tape of Kingston yesterday, and I was like, this kid was 6'3", 230 pounds as a high school junior. Just imagine that, man. Like, I, I can't even fathom that. I really can't. So, yes, they are definitely making them different than what they used to make them. No kidding. When I, play. So, I mean, I, I'm only 31, but it's like they still. made them very different now. <laughs> like, well, I, I was coaching kids that were your age, and when I was in high school, we didn't have them that size either, at least not around here. And so, yeah, I, I, I prayed every day that somebody like that would walk through the door when I was coaching, and it never never happened. Never did. Never yeah, did. Yeah. Never happened. <laughs> and a guy that size would probably end up playing guard as well for us. So that's there's yes. there's that. But Perfect uh, transition for size, though. Perfect yes. transition for size. Right. We talked about the rover position, which for people that don't really, you know, know the X's and O's or really care about it that much, Rover is basically just the Notre Dame Sam linebacker in a spread out system. So he's playing overhang position, split out between the tackle and right. number two or number one receiver. Like that's just kind of how we core it. So this is a safety linebacker hybrid position. Mm-hmm. And the top player I believe on the board right now, in my opinion anyway, and I think Notre Dame is also very high on this young man, without a doubt, is Anthony Saka. He's out of St. Joe's Prep in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He is the son, son and I'm sure you remember him, Vince, of Tony Saka that played at Penn State. He played with Al Golden when he was at Penn State as well as former quarterback. We're talking about a rover here, Vince, that could eventually play Will. He's 6'3", 225 pounds playing safety in high school. Like, playing single high free safety. Like, it is absolutely insane. As a sophomore. As a sophomore, yes. So, I've talked to him recently. They're they're kind of moving him around a little bit more this year. So, yeah, he's playing safety, but he's also playing – Will linebacker a little bit. He's playing some Sam. Like they're kind of moving him around on the second level a lot because Notre Dame, that's kind of what they see him as. Like I said, Al Golden has a very good relationship with his father, obviously. Al Golden played tight end. His dad was the quarterback. Like there's a natural relationship there. And Anthony Saka, the son, has known Al Golden for a long time. And this is one where I think Al has been putting in great effort. There's no doubt about it. Anthony has been to campus already. He's eyeing to return either this summer or in the fall for a game visit. So I think Notre Dame is going to be able to get him multiple times on campus. There's a lot of schools coming after him where he grows up because he's a Philadelphia kid and I'm right across the, across the bridge from him. It's a lot of Penn State affiliates around sure. him, right? There's a big Penn State fandom. And his dad played at Penn State. So if right. you ask me today who are the two biggest suitors for Anthony Saka – I would say it's Notre Dame and I would say it's Penn State. You know, do you want to blaze your own trail and be go, go play at Notre Dame or do you want to stick with something that's a little bit more familiar? And that's Penn State football. I think Notre Dame has a good chance at Anthony. And I think that he is a guy that would be a dynamite rover and eventually turning into a will on the next level. Like he's taller, but think Drew Tranquil as far as the ability to play rover early and then eventually transition into sure. a will linebacker. Just kind of grow into that position physically. And, and exactly. Yeah, makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yep. All right, so next guy on our list is Dominic Hulak. Do- Dominic's a very interesting player. He's out of Elmhurst, Illinois, Immaculate okay. Conception. So he is very local. You know, he's right outside of yeah. Chicago. It's like a suburb. This is a one of those kids that I talked about in the beginning, Vince, of he's a kid that I think projects eventually to a Viper. He is 6'3", 230-plus pounds as a sophomore in high school just finished up. He's – He's going to be 250 plus pretty quickly, like he is. And 
when he was at, he's been, so he is going to be on campus July 30th for the recruiting barbecue. And by the way, if you guys don't want to, you want to keep up on that list, boards.irishbreakdown.com is the place that you want to make sure that you stay up to date on the visitor list. But Dominic will be back for his third time this offseason. And obviously he's a local kid. So he knows Notre Dame football. He understands the, the brand that they bring, the prestige that they bring. And obviously he's very high. He even camped at Notre Dame a few weeks ago. And he camped despite having an offer already. It's like he didn't have to camp. He just wanted to camp. And when he was at camp, they played him at linebacker. They also played him at defensive end a ton as well. Mm. They kind of cross-trained him a little bit because I think that the understanding is, and Dominic understands this because I talked to him, is that eventually I might outgrow linebacker and I might be a defensive end. He's totally fine with that. You know, he's just a football player. So this is another kid that is very high on Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame likes him. You know, is he an immediate take right now? I think I have some question marks on that one, you know, depending. But I think that he's a kid that brings a lot of – he brings a lot of position versatility and the ability to play multiple spots. He can be a cross trainer. He could be a guy that even plays some Sam linebacker and base and then moves down and plays in some underfronts. He can do a lot of different things for a football team. So Dominic Kulak back July 30th for the recruiting cookout as well. I'm hearing a lot of similarities between guys that are 6'3", 220 plus uh, who have positional flexibility. That's and, <laughs> Dan, there is more guys in this list 6'3", plus than I – I mean, it's insane, man. Like literally I'm looking down this list. The, probably the shortest guy we're talking about in this first section is 6'1", the shortest, right? Everybody sure. else is – Six two plus, and then we get into some of the heavy hitters, and they're all six two plus. It feels like everybody on this board is six three or six four. It is it is an embarrassment of riches, man. There no, man. There's no doubt about that. You're not kidding. So next on the list is the uh, a kid with a very interesting last name, Brett Clatterball. Yes, and a, and a guy that Brian is very high on. Okay, high on for two different reasons. One, he's a Virginia guy, right? So he got that immediate go. familiarity with Brett. He's out of Culpeper, Virginia, Eastern View High School. But also, he's a really good player. 6'2", 220 pounds right now. So again, a kid that we're talking about is going to be 235, 240 before all said and done. So this is a Mike linebacker, I think, eventually on the end, on the next level. But if you put on his film, it is hilarious, Vince, because he plays running back and he's just running dudes over. Like, it's wow. just absolutely insane, man. So he's got that that multi, multi-level versatility. He can even play some offense when he's needed, obviously, for his high school Eastern view. They had the campus this offseason as well. I, I think that he likes Notre Dame. I don't know if it's quite to the level as of right now as some of the other guys we're talking about on this list. Like, I think they're in his, they're, they're in his top group, but I wouldn't say that they're like one or two right now. I would say that they're collectively just a part of a top group for Brett Clatterball. So a kid, a kid that likes Notre Dame, but getting him back to campus I think is going to be important, so whether that is in the summer or in the fall for a game visit. Getting him back to campus I think will escalate this one a little bit. Okay. Got a few more guys to go in this first list. Landon McComer uh, is is a guy that's on this list. He's one of my favorite players in the class right now. He is a Nevada kid. Mm. He played – I forget the high school that he was at previously, but he transferred to Bishop Gorman this offseason. He is – Of course. Yes, of course. He is that – he's another rover on this list. 6'2", 190, 195 pounds right now. This kid is a very gifted player in space, and he literally played – rover for his high school out in space a ton he moves incredibly well he's twitched up he can play man coverage he can close passing windows with his really good um, change of direction and length that he has for the position i think he could eventually be a will but as of today he is definitely a guy that i think 
projects more favorably to the rover position. He's been in Notre Dame this offseason. I talked to him like two or three days ago, something like that. And he's also trying to plan a trip already back to Notre Dame. I'd be surprised if he wasn't at the Notre Dame Ohio State game. I would be surprised if he was one of those guys that weren't at that game. So Notre Dame likes Landon McComer. Landon McComer has Notre Dame in his top group right now. I would say they're probably top three to four, which is a great spot to be in right now. Okay. Let's see here. Next on the list would be Carlton Smith. Yes. Who is a St. Francis Academy, Baltimore, Maryland, six foot one, 200 pounds, a player that plays both offense and defense. His running back highlight tape is almost as impressive as his linebacker highlight tape. It is just really ridiculous. Vince, one of the biggest areas that Notre Dame still needs to make an impact in that they haven't recently is they need to get more in the Baltimore, D.C. area than they have. And St. Francis Academy yeah. is a Catholic school. It's a very good school in general, puts out a lot of talent. And if you're talking about 2025 players, St. Francis Academy is a place that Notre Dame desperately wants to get into. They have two corners, Blake Woodby and Kevin Humes. Kevin Humes has been in Notre Dame this offseason as well. They uh, they definitely like both of those football players. They've also offered Trent Wilson, who is a defensive lineman out of St. Francis Academy. But Carlton Smith is one of the more gifted players on this list as far as just the athleticism. He's explosive. He's fast. A player that I expect most likely is going to be making the visits later this month for the cookout. He has not verified that yet. It is not quite in stone, but it's something he is trying to make happen. So keep an eye on Carlton Smith. Message board people. I'll probably have an update sometime soon as soon as he's able to kind of verify that visit. But Carlton Smith is another kid that Notre Dame needs to get into that Baltimore area more, Vince. They need yeah, to get more great. in Maryland. They need to get more into D.C. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that they will necessarily with Carlton, but they missed on Jason Smore, Jason, Jason Smore, Jason Moore last season, last cycle, 2023. They weren't able to get traction with a couple guys in 2024 enough. They need to be able to get into that market right now because there is a lot of talent coming out of the Maryland, D.C. area. Okay. That excites me because I I do like the Maryland DC area. Maybe that's kind of like the basketball side of me coming out, but like I know they've been super successful the basketball side coming out of there. If they've got hard nosed guys playing basketball, they got to have hard nosed guys playing football. So I, I love that's that. That's it. Final guy on this first list, Josiah yes. Kia, which is a person that you'll know, Vince, because he's the younger brother of Kahana Kia, who was a go. linebacker signing in 2021. He is now on his LDS mission. Okay. He, he is in the state of North Carolina. I think he's in Raleigh. So he was is set to be back in 2024. His brother, 2025 linebacker, another 6'2", 195-pound rover type that eventually is probably going to transition into Will. He has never been on campus as a recruit yet. Never been on campus as a recruit, but he's been on campus because his brother is a family member. Right. Dame. Exactly. Right. So he's another kid that I expect to be on campus more likely in the season because he's out of the state of Hawaii, obviously. And travel from Hawaii to South Bend isn't the easiest thing in the world. Especially right? on your so, own dime. I mean, that's yes. not a that's not an inexpensive trip. So I expect him to take a nice weekend visit sometime this fall, catch a game, and to really kind of start to really feel like a recruit. Because the last time he was here, he was a fan and he was a supporter of his brother. So being able to go there as a football player and a recruit, I think will be big time for Josiah, who is another very talented player, a lot different than his brother. His brother was a 
5'11 and a half, 230-pound thumper, like downhill right. explosive. Josiah is a loose safety type that plays linebacker. Like that's more of his game, which is not why he projects to Rover. Okay. So that these are the guys that have been on campus, right? And yes. and this is where they stand as sophomores. It's unbelievable. They're as sophomores <laughs> about to start their junior season here in a couple of weeks. So there's a whole other group, because we said, this is a big class. This is a deep class. There's a lot of names that are out there. But this yeah. is a group, this next group is a group that Notre Dame has offered, but they haven't had a chance to get them on campus. I would assume that that's the next step. And so I'll start going through these names, and you tell us where Notre Dame stands with these guys. So uh, a name that is somewhat familiar to Notre Dame fans, Nathaniel Owusu-Botang. Yeah, and and, and you, you quantified the, the segment very well, Vince. These are players – that are notable members of the board that each are have demonstrated interest in Notre Dame in some capacity, but have not been able to take a visit to Notre Dame. So, but these guys are still interested in the University of Notre Dame, which is a great starting point. Nathaniel Wusubotang, who was playing at DeMatha Catholic down in Maryland, transferred to IMG Academy this offseason. He is the younger brother of Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. So obviously yep. there is very heavy familiarity with Notre Dame. Obviously, heavy familiarity with his brother. I think he knows his brother pretty well. This is a 6'2", 210-pound Will linebacker that is just incredibly explosive. Like, he can play out in the slot. He can play He can play in the box. He is just about as gifted of an athlete as of anybody on this list. He is so, so, so talented. And he told me in a recent interview, his top group right now is all the heavy Florida hitters and, my, and Notre Dame. That's it. So it's all the Florida schools. It's Florida State, Florida, okay. Miami. It's yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. So, again, IMG kid, that always gives you pause. And sure. also, weirdly, despite him being who he is, as far as family members are concerned, he's never been to campus before. He's never been to Notre Dame, despite being Jeremiah Musukormo's little brother. So getting him to campus is a priority for this, for this staff. They need to be able – to get Nathaniel Uwusu Botang to campus because he is special. He brings a dynamic that you don't have enough of on the roster. He is, in my opinion, a five-star caliber player wow. in the 2025 class. He is that good. Notre Dame needs to make some headway. They're in a surprisingly good spot despite never getting him on campus, but if they're able to get him on, I think that things could turn in Notre Dame's favor very quickly. Nice. It's very interesting that it's all Florida schools and Notre Dame. Like that – <laughs> to me, that's a microcosm of who Notre Dame is. You know what I mean? Like, it, they're, they're not a regional school. They, they are Notre Dame, and they can be in the mix with guys who have regional schools across their their list and Notre Dame. Like, that that's awesome. You, you, could, you could kill two birds with one stone with Nathaniel Wusubotang, too, Vince, in the sense of Notre Dame has had struggles with IMG Academy. We've talked about that. And the other one is that he is a DeMatha Catholic guy, though. He's a Maryland kid. So you gotcha. could literally get some of the top talent from Maryland and an IMG kid all in the same one. Again, it's yeah. going to be a tough one. It's not going to be sure. easy. Sure. But Notre Dame has a chance is where we are. All right. Well, next guy on this list is Justin Hill. Very easy name to pronounce. Justin Hill. I know this is Brandon Plesner's one of his favorite players that we always talk about. He is out of the state of Ohio. Okay. This is a young man that he was the one that I opened with. Vince, he's out of Cincinnati, Ohio, Winston Woods. He is the 6'4", 215-pound outside linebacker that is probably going to be a Viper long-term, probably. Okay. 
he says all the right things about Notre Dame. I think there was legitimate interest in Notre Dame, but it's going to be a hard pull away from the Buckeyes, the in-state school. Sure. It's going to be a very hard pull. I think Ohio State has the inside track on, on Justin as we stand today, but Notre Dame's going to keep recruiting him. They're going to keep recruiting him. They're going to keep battling because he is a gifted athlete. There is a world where he's the Viper target in this class when all is okay. said and done because he is really gifted athlete, man. He's a twitched up, athletic, explosive kid who is going to quickly outgrow the linebacker position, in my opinion. Okay. So I've heard that a couple times that these some of these guys <laughs> might hit the Viper position. But that's not overly surprising because they're sophomores in high school. Like they're not they're not finished growing up. I mean, granted, a lot of guys are still growing into their 20s, but like these guys are still kids. They're like young kids. And there's a huge difference from physicality and physique and all of those things going from sophomore to junior year. And then, of course, junior to senior year, you even see a bigger jump at times. I mean, it just depends on who these kids are. But if they're already 6'3, 6'4, 225, 230 pounds, like it's going to be tough to keep them off the defensive line at some point. It's, it's hysterical watching Justin because he is literally 6'4", 215, and he looks super skinny, man. It's like that kid – that kid's legitimately probably going to be 6'4", 6'5", 250, like, wow. like easily, I think. He's a really, really impressive cat, man. He is. Yeah. But, I mean, they play him in space a ton. He moves. He has good hips. It's, 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 it's pretty nutty, to be honest. Like, it's insane what some of these kids can do now. Yeah, no doubt. So next guy on this list, another easy name, Christian Jones. Christian Jones, Omaha, Nebraska, Westside High School. Okay. If that sounds familiar, it's because Notre Dame has a commit in the 2024 class from the same exact high school, and that's Teddy Rezac, the linebacker, the rover, 6'4", 195 pounds. Christian Jones is a dude, an absolute (laughs) dude. We knew about Christian Jones before we knew about Teddy Rezac. No, like, no question. 6'3", 215 pounds, right this second. Another kid, wouldn't be shocked if he's a Viper eventually. Wouldn't be shocked about it. But it's, you want to talk about hilarious film? They play this kid as an overhang in man coverage at 6'3", 215 pounds. They put him on the edge and let him rush the passer at times. He is like that all-around just weapon on just the defense. letting him play. Where, just go get the ball. We're going to put you in different spots. Go get the ball. 35 and two the last three years is Westside High School, including his two state championships. Christian Jones is a big reason why. He loves Notre Dame, loves him. I think that Notre Dame is maybe his leader right now. Wow, without even coming to campus once. Without even coming to campus. Part of it is he really likes to pitch, he loves the relationships he has with the staff, and he's also very good friends with Teddy Rezac. So that all helps. It all helps. So, sure. again, I'm not saying this is like a foregone conclusion. He ends up in Notre Dame stat, like class. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is I think Notre Dame has a little bit of the inside track on Christian Jones. He is very, very good football player. I, I, but I like where they stand right now. Uh, you know, yes. <laughs> with signing day being two years away. <laughs> Crazy, I still, man. Crazy. I still like where they are. It's My dumb. gosh. So I can't, even, can't even say that with a straight face. All right. Uh, next guy on the list is Madden Ferramio. Is that how you say that? Ferramio. Ferramio. Okay. Ferramio. Gotcha. Yeah. Another another massive kid. He's 6'3", 215, 220 pounds. This is, a, this is a true middle linebacker. Like, this is your true Mike. He's one of the highest rated kids on this list. He's considered a top 50 recruit by at least one, one recruiting platform right now. 
Another kid that I think is surprisingly high on Notre Dame right now, even though he's never visited. But I think he brings a similar background to what we just saw of Kingston, Villamoesa. Like, I think that they bring a similar background. California kids, heavily devoted to their faith. I think there's a lot of similarities there. Okay. So getting him on campus, maybe if anybody on this list, is like an absolute priority of the kids that have not been on campus. To him and Nathaniel Wusu-Botang are two guys that, like, get them on campus and then see what you can do with them. Cause Madden is explosive. He is physical. He's a thumper, man. Like he's the downhill true Mike mm. that can also move pretty dang well in space as well. Like he's not a bad athlete at all. So I look at that and I just say, man, like Madden for is a kid that you get on campus and then you see what you, how you can work your magic because I would call Notre Dame one of in his top group right now. Like they are. And that's impressive considering the kid has offers from everyone everyone <laughs> wants madden and madden still is very interested in the university of notre dame which is a great starting point and wh- wh- where's he out of again he's a california kid california like, kid again yeah, just like noah McHale, he is out of j sarah catholic in san juan capistrano oh okay all right sounds good let's see here elijah barnes is next on the list Dallas, Texas, Skyline. Dallas, all right. I, I feel so bad for Skyline, Vince, because Skyline is not a good football team. They're like 2-8 and eight last year or something. Ooh. But you watch Elijah Barnes' film, you're like, that guy is stupid good on the bad football team. <laughs> like, he's so good, man. 6'1", 215 pounds. He's the, one of the smaller guys on the list. But don't let the size fool you, man. This kid packs a punch as a tackler, and he can move really well for a guy that's a little bit sawed off. So he's not the longer dude on the list that we've been talking about. We've been talking about guys that are 6'3 every single spot. This kid is more of a, a stockier built type of true inside linebacker. I think there are some similar similarities. Notre Dame fans are going to know that Notre Dame was on for a while. Bradley Shaw out of Hoover, Alabama. I think they have similar-ish games, although I would say I think Barnes is a slightly more athletic, a slightly more explosive version, but they're similar profiles as being a little bit sawed off, a little bit squattier, a little bit more leverage, but they are all very good downhill players, and that's exactly what Elijah Barnes is out of Skyline. Okay. And then that wouldn't wouldn't hurt, you know, keeping that Texas pipeline going either, you know. Yes. Texas, California, those are all – Florida, like those are all pipelines that, you know – Notre Dame needs to be needs to have in their back pocket and they're doing a good job of it for the most part I mean we talked about what they did in 2023 with all the Texas kids they ended up signing four they have two committed in the 22 actually sorry three committed in the 2024 class with Logan Thomas Keedron Young and and the crew right so like they uh, Leonard Moore is the third one in the 2024 class at the state of Texas so yes continue the Texas pipeline you have two players out of California in the 2024 class after two in the 2023 class, Rico Flores and Cooper Flanagan. And then Florida, 2025 class, one of your two commits is out of the state of Florida and Davion yeah. Dixon, the defensive tackle. So, yes, getting out of those pipelines is very important. And even if it's not a – you know, Skyline, again, struggled on the field last year, but getting this type of talent, he's a kid that – all the Texas schools are after. He has an offer from Alabama, several of the SEC schools. So everybody's high on Elijah Barnes. Yeah, I bet. I bet they are. All right, final guy in this group, Gavin Nix. Gavin Nix is a very interesting one. He's another kid that's good. He's going to be playing with Nathaniel Wusu-Botang this year. He's an IMG Academy kid. He's an, He's one of those interesting ones, Vince, that wasn't on the radar as early as some of these guys. 
But he was one of those guys that were like, I want to hear from Notre Dame. I want an offer from the University of Notre Dame. I want to talk to Notre Dame. I want to develop a relationship with Notre Dame. He kind of advocated for his offer. Hmm. Okay. So I expect him to visit sometime in the future, whether that is game visit or later this summer. But I also think that he is very intrigued by Notre Dame. It's this place that he wanted to hear from. He, again, similar to Gav, I'm sorry, similar to Elijah Barnes, He's a little bit more of the sawed-off player. He's about six okay. foot one, two hundred fifteen-ish pounds right now. Gavin Nix, some list him only at six foot, so he's a six foot, six foot one linebacker. But he's dense, he's physical, he gets downhill, he does all the traditional things that we'd really want from a middle linebacker position, just a little bit in a lighter package. Okay, so you just went through about fifteen different names of guys, and <laughs> I would imagine that. Two-thirds of those guys are takes for Notre Dame pretty much right away if they wanted to yeah. commit to Notre Dame. So that, in a nutshell, tells you how deep this group is. I mean, th- this yeah. is an incredibly deep linebacker class, uh, you know, in 25. And this is going to be this is going to be a fun group to follow uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're going to be recruiting all of them. I mean, they're not yeah. they're not going to be. This is not a year where it's like, OK, these are the three guys that we really want. We're, we're going to focus on these two or three guys. That's not how this is going to work. They're they're going to spread the wealth. They're going to keep these guys in the loop. They're going to recruit the crap out of these guys. And they're going to get the best three guys for Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, Vince, there's 26 guys that are offered by Notre Dame. So, like, I didn't even go in depth on a lot of them because it's just like there's a wait and see approach to some sure. of these kids. Right? Sure. Like some of them say the right things, but, like, they've never visited. They maybe don't talk to Notre Dame consistently. Like, there's different things that happen. I mean, they're literally – if I just kind of put a couple more names out there without going super in depth, like Keelan Moses is out of university lab in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which of course is on LSU's campus. But that's the same high school that Jay Osbury came out in the 2023 right. class that Notre Dame was able to get. So Keelan Moses is a guy to watch. Kamar Archie is on the list. He is a Hun school kid out of Princeton, New Jersey. I, I hesitate with including him because one, he was supposed to be one of the evaluation camps. He didn't make the trip. And second, that's Owen Wafels high school. So Mm. I think mm. he may have burned a bridge a little mm. bit there with how that situation went down. Marquise yeah. Davis out of Cleveland Heights in the state of Ohio was on the board. You have Bo Jackson. No, not that Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson <laughs> out of Cleveland, Ohio, Villa if Angela, St. Joseph. Right. If only the, the, yeah. real, the other Bo Jackson could come. Marco Jones out of Danville, California. Sam Ramon Valley is on the board, as is Riley Pettijan, McKinney High School in the state of Texas. Ethan Pritchard is on the board out of Sanford, Florida, Seminole High School. Kelvion Riggins is one of the two linebackers from South Oak Cliff in Dallas, Texas, that are on the board as well. Jaden Shelton is the other one. Jaden Shelton's a super interesting player. Just not in a lot of contact with Notre Dame right now, but he plays like pass rusher for South Oak Cliff at only six foot, 200 pounds. But he is a lightning bug of a defender. Very interesting player. Abdul Sanders Jr. out of modern day is a kid that's worthy to at least keep an eye on. Because Notre Dame is on a lot of kids out of modern day in 2025. The cor- both corners who start for them is on the radar. Nasir Wyatt, who is also on this list, a pass rusher who's going to project more favorably to linebacker at the next level, is on Notre Dame's list as well. They also have Zayden, Wal- Zayden Walker, excuse me, out of Ellaville, Georgia, Slide County. Anthony Williams from Pearland, Texas, Shadow Creek who Notre Dame is talking to. It's just he has never been on campus. So this is a 
ridiculous, ridiculous <laughs> list of, of players, man. Again, I have an article that's going to be coming out probably later today, if not tomorrow. Every player that I just went through, you guys can be able to kind of see the synopsis of most of them. And then there's a list of the other guys that I just kind of went through of, hey, Notre Dame has offered them. They have some level of interest, but like maybe just not enough or they haven't visited campus or they have just limited com- communication to Notre Dame. But 26 names to work through, Vince. Notre yeah. Dame is – they're in a good spot with linebacker yeah. recruiting in 2025 to say the least. Well, and the fact that they are actively recruiting these kids before their junior year. And and, and you're going to get more clarity to this group as the junior as their junior year goes on, right? I mean, as, as they yeah. get more varsity film – as you see more highlights, you see more about these kids. Some kids are going to keep going like this. You know, some kids are going to plateau. I mean, that that's just normal. You know what I mean? And so it's going to be very interesting to see how this fall shakes out for a lot of these 25 kids at every position, not just linebacker, but at every position. And so let me, let me ask you this question. This is kind of an all-encompassing 24-25 question. So – Obviously, Notre Dame has turned the page at numerous positions to the 25 class. Yep. There's not really much left on the board for Notre Dame in the 24 class. Can you just recap kind of where Notre Dame sits with the 24 class going into the season? I know people are talking about, you know, if Notre Dame does really well, they're they're potentially going to flip some kids, you know, all this stuff, right? But how do they look going into the season with the 24 class? And then kind of, a okay, well, if they're not – you know, recruiting 24 is in that position. Obviously they've, they've turned the page to 25. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great question. So for 2024, Notre Dame is mostly done. Mostly it's not done yet, but you have 22 commits in the 2024 class. As of right now, quarterback is done with CJ right. Carr in the class. Running back is done with Aeneas Williams and Kedron Young in the class. Wide receiver is done now with Micah Gilbert's, Cam Williams, and then obviously the most recent commitments out of the state of California. That's done. Tight end is an interesting one. I think for the most part you're done with Jack Larson, but I would say just kind of keep an eye on tight end recruiting. I wouldn't be shocked if Notre Dame just kind of keeps their eyes open because they were interested to get Carter Nelson in the 2025-2024 class. Excuse me. So I think – they would be okay with bypassing a second tight end in 2024 and using that for a second tight end in 2025 with Nate Roberts. But we are sitting here and still, I think that the option is at least on the table. Offensive line, Gerby Lambert's the last key in that class. You have three commitments okay. right now, Peter Jones, Anthony Knapp, and Styles Prescott. If you get Gerby Lambert sometime this summer, then I think you're, you're there with four after a five-man class in 2023. 2023, you feel great about where you are. Gerby Lambert is really the last step to putting together the best offensive recruiting class Notre Dame has had in X amount of years. I mean, Brian's talked right. about this probably at least in like the last like 10 or 15 years. This is the best offensive class potentially if you get a Gerby Lambert. So you get Gerby, keep your eyes open for maybe another tight end, but not necessarily the end all be all to the tight end position. Then defense, I think that you are again. You're mostly done. Okay. Defensive ends are done. You have Cole Mullins. You have Bryce Young. You have Logan Thomas. That's done. You don't need another player there. Defensive tackle is an interesting one. Right now, you have a commitment from Sean Sevillano. You would have wanted to get another one in the class. There's a okay. possibility that long-term, 
Bryce Young could fill that if Bryce Young body develops the way you think it could. But I still think that Notre Dame's going to keep their eyes open, and obviously they're going to keep they're going to keep recruiting Justin Scott until the very end. So they're going to keep recruiting him and hope that they can flip him. Hopefully he's able to visit for the Ohio State Notre Dame game, and then you're able to maybe you know work magic in that one. But regardless of if you get Justin Scott or not, I wouldn't be shocked if Notre Dame just kind of keeps doing their due diligence at defensive tackle. Let's keep looking what's out there. Let's see who develops, who pops off during the season. And then maybe you find a second defensive tackle to go with Sean Cevolano if you don't get Justin Scott. So I think defensive tackle is an interesting one. Okay. Linebacker is done now that you have your three linebackers. With Kingston, Viliamoasa, with Bodie Cahoon, with Teddy Rizek, you're done at linebacker. Cornerback is the other spot that's going to be super interesting because they are going to keep recruiting Caleb Beasley. Mm -hmm. So great cornerback out of the state of Tennessee until he tells him to beat it. And they apparently he hasn't told him to beat it until now. If he's committed to to Tennessee, right. I mean, and they're going to keep working on him. And there's been, there was reports a couple, a few weeks ago that, you know, Caleb Beasley had said that things are shut down and, but he still communicates with Notre Dame. So until you say no straight up, the option is still potentially on the boards. Caleb Beasley, a corner. And then I think safety right now is pretty much done with the three safeties that you have because you have Bronte Johnson, you have Kennedy Erlacher, you have Tabron Betty Powell. The other one, though, that could be on board sometime this summer is Davis Andrews, who is a very okay. talented uh, safety out of the state of Utah. He's a player Notre Dame once. He's going to be back for the July 30th barbecue, and I think Notre Dame has a very good chance to land Davis Andrews. The one hesitation, though, because I know I've talked to Brian about this, and Brian doesn't even consider him a 2024 recruit anymore because Davis Andrews is going to potentially take a two-year mission to begin his career. So he's probably going to be a 2026 kid technically, right? But as of right now, his classification is 2024. So I think really it's about Davis Andrews, Gerby Lambert. Then you try to flip Caleb Beasley, Justin Scott. And then you keep your eyes on potentially a tight end and another defensive tackle recruits. There's no foregone conclusion that there will be a second tight end. There's no foregone conclusion that there'll be another defensive tackle, not named Justin Scott in the class that Notre Dame will really push for. But I think that's where the numbers will dictate. So as of right now, you're at 22. I think you are going to get to 24, definitely, maybe 26, depending on how the numbers shake out or how the players shake out, I should say. So no specialists, no kickers, punters, snappers. They're not going to go down that road. What the heck, man? Uh, man, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know Marty Bialyshu well enough at this point. Right? It's like Brian Mason just loved the transfer portal kids. So do well, they keep doing the transfer portal thing? Do they keep? Do they seriously. start high school recruiting a little bit more? I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure about that, man. Well, sure. here's here's what I will tell you because uh, Marty Biagi did do a little talk that, that I was a part of, and he said that the big time schools more or less nowadays, are going to the transfer portal. They want guys that have proven themselves at the collegiate level, and they're fine with going to the transfer portal and and pulling those guys towards the end of their career. And high school recruiting just isn't what it used to be for the big-time schools. And so they're like, hey, go to a Central Florida or to a Mac school or wherever, right? Insert school here, kick butt, and then you got a chance to come over. And so, you know... It is what it is, you know. Well, if 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 Coach Biagi wants to give me a call, Vince, I know a great <laughs> 2025 specialist that is up for uh, up for conversation, right? <laughs> Darn right. Darn right. Get the name out there. Get the name out there. Dad doesn't want to pay tuition, baby. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm joking. But but uh but no, it's uh 
it's interesting the way they they're doing specialists now. It's just for the big time schools, you know, it's different for the, yeah, the smaller schools. For sure. It's so weird, man. It really is. Like my buddy played, my buddy was a long snapper at Rhode Island and he kind of let me in on kind of the process on everything one time. And I'm just like, that is super complicated, man. It's, it's like, super complicated, man. And, and <laughs> the normal, like we follow recruiting. I know how recruiting works at every other position on the football field, except kicker, punter, snapper, which is a completely different scenario, man. You got to pay to do this and you got to get, you know, it's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yes. But, well, that's because that's because no one wants to spend their time actually, you know, scouting a long snapper. Which I get. Which, <laughs> I get which, it. <laughs> which, you know, I totally agree. Hey, all they got to do is go to their own backyard. Just, I hear that, man. Come on, I man. Head coach. Just go watch your son you, play, and you'll happen to see somebody else's son play. I, I've, I've, I've never I've never seen your cun kick, uh, kick or punt, Vince, but I will vouch for him today. <laughs> I'll vouch for him today. <laughs> I'll invite you to a game. When you come up, we'll go to a game on Friday night, and then we'll go to Notre Dame game on Saturday. It'll be fun. Sounds like a perfect plan to um, me, man. Anyway, so that that's our, our rundown of the uh, of the linebacker core, uh, or I should say the linebacking recruiting world and where things are, and, and obviously they've shut down 24. Uh, with the big commitment of KVA yesterday, huge news. Obviously, I mean, you. I, I do want to touch on this just briefly, and I know you guys probably talked about this in yesterday's show. I watched most of it, but sure. uh, you want to talk about the best kept secret in recruiting about <laughs> where he was going to go until the day of. I mean, that was impressively done by this kid in the world of social media, in the world of word of mouth, in the world of just information overload. If he was able to keep this so close to the vest until the day of, I was shocked by the whole thing. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I love Kingston, and I liked Kingston before he made his decision to Notre Dame. Because oh, you've been on is, record of that one. Vince, he, he's just one of those kids that is incredibly honest, incredibly authentic, and he doesn't like the glitz and glamour, man. Like He's just like, I'm just trying to find the home, right? And right. I felt so bad for Logan Saldate on Friday because – he had never even reported an offer from Notre Dame. And then I go in 247 the morning before he commits and they reported an offer. They put a crystal ball in for him. I'm like, guys, like you completely ruined this kid's day. Like everyone right. knows that the flip's about to happen now. Everybody knows it. But, you know, he has to work through that. Kingston did this the right way, man. He meant to, he kept this as, a thought, as, as authentic as possible. Obviously, it still got out there a couple hours beforehand because people start, you know, circulating on their message boards and everything. But for the most part, I have never seen a player that kept things under wraps. And again, it was a quick turn last second. Like he made the Notre Dame decision pretty late in the process. Sure. But still, he kept everything under wraps. And, I mean, Literally, I went to bed Friday, uh, Saturday night, and I'm like, I don't know where Kingston's going to go to school. You know, like, <laughs> I really don't know where he's going to go to school. And then I woke up Saturday. I got on the phone with someone, a, a good source, and I was like, oh, cool. He's going to go to Notre Dame. That's dope. That's fantastic. But luckily for him, you know, you go on the other sites, and there's no crystal balls in. There's no picks. There's nothing sure. none of that confidence meter stuff. I'm just like, that's awesome. He wanted this moment to be his moment his family's moment, and yeah. he wanted to do best for the staffs that were involved in this recruitment. So hats off to to Kingston, man. Good dude, yeah. good young man, and I, I think he did everything the right way. I really and, did. And he obviously he must have kept his circle pretty tight. And the the you know the people that were in his circle of trust did not betray him by, you know, going out there and telling people what was going on. And I mean that's that's impressive by itself. 
you know? I, I talked to a young man who I'm not going to put his name out there, but he plays with Kingston and pretty close. And he had no idea where he was going to go on Saturday, Vince. Like no <laughs> idea. And like, this is a completely off the record conversation. He was, he had no idea where he was going to go. I was like, yes, Kingston kept this yeah. to himself and his family. Not yeah. even his coach. I don't even think his coaches were that crazily involved, like involved. Like they're involved, right? Cause all coaches are sure. But like, he kept this to his inner circle. Absolutely. You're hundred yeah. percent correct about that, which is, it's really cool, man. It's really, that's cool. awesome. Uh, that's awesome. And it obviously was a huge pickup for Notre Dame and it felt there was a lot of people comparing it to the Manti Teo announcement and all of those different things. And, and, and kind of, yeah, I guess I get that from a, from a surprise, from a yeah. surprise. You didn't know kind of a situation that part I agree with uh, the, the rest, the, all the other similarities are kind of a stretch. But I, yes. but I remember teaching. I was in the classroom, and this was back in the day, man. So, like, this was before a lot of things. And this was, like, what, 2004, 2005? Like no. Six? I'm sorry. It would have been, know, let's see, like, 2012. So it would have been, like, eight or nine, something along yeah. those lines, right? Yeah. So this was early on, man. And I'm, like, refreshing and, like, looking for sources. <laughs> and I was in the middle of class when I found you're, out. You're, that. On, you're on scout.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this was back in the day, man. And yeah. I certainly wasn't paying for any of that stuff. And so I, I was trying to figure it out. And it, I, I just remember being shocked, shocked and surprised because everybody figured he was going to go to USC. And so this was similar. This was similar. Uh, I was definitely surprised, but in a good way. And and we'll see how things end up. But, uh, you know, that's probably where the comparison ends for me. I mean, he's not Manti Teo. Let's everybody take a breath. But at the same yeah. time, this kid's going to be really good. And he's a a great kid, as you had mentioned. And he's going to be a great football player, too. And so uh, exciting way to close out the linebacking recruiting for 24, for sure. Yeah. I mean, exciting way to, you know, you're pretty much done defensive recruiting at this point. Again, like yeah, you're that's true. Shoot, shooting for Davis Andrews and you're going to try to flip Caleb Beasley and Justin Scott, but like that's not a foregone conclusion that either one of those things happened. Right. So this was a much needed boost to the defensive class because it's an incredible offensive class. Defensive class has some question marks to it. There's a lot yeah. of upside kids, but there's not a ton of known commodities in that class, like foregone right. conclusions. That's right. what Kingston is, Vince. Like he brings a floor to the conversation where I'm just like, that kid's going to be a good football player in college, right? Like, even if he doesn't end up, ever end up being a star, like, he's going to be a right. good football player. Yes. There's no doubt about it. That baseline his, is very important. His instincts are very, very good. He doesn't yes. – He, I mean, watching the film with, he, with you guys yesterday, I was watching it, you know, with everybody else, and, and I was like, okay, he doesn't take false steps. He sees things. He reads things. Like, the game must be so slow for him at the high school level right now. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I want to send his film to some no- current Notre Dame linebackers and be like, yeah. hey, watch this technique and let's do that more. <laughs> like, so, and, Which is super hyperbolic, but like not completely because he plays with incredible technique and incredible sure. eye discipline. Like it's very, very good. Absolutely. So that's going to wrap up our 25 edition of the linebacking class. And obviously we dipped into a few other positions as well and wrapped up the 24 linebacking class as well. And uh, we're going to, we're going to transition to a mailbag, but before we do make sure you hit that like button, the subscribe button, the notification bell. Cause if you didn't have the notification bell rung, then you didn't know that there was a show yesterday at like five Oh five. 
yeah. right after KVA made oh, his announcement. 515. Was it 515? Okay. Yeah, it was, was quick. Sick. It was yeah. well, that's true because he didn't really even make his announcement until about 10 after. So I mean it was <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty late uh, after five o'clock. But either way, make sure you hit all that stuff. Share with your family and friends, you know. I actually had a uh, a Notre Dame coach called me today, uh, not a football Notre Dame coach, mm-hmm. a different sport. And we were talking about some other stuff. And he's like, hey, by the way, Irish Breakdown, man. He goes, I love watching Irish Breakdown. He goes, I'm nice. a closet football recruiting fan. And he goes, I love watching you guys. You guys are awesome. And so there, you just never know. So shout out to that coach. I don't want to put his name out there. I don't want to, you know, but, uh, you know, shout out to him for keeping an eye out and watching with us. That was a lot of fun. So uh, make sure you hit that like button. Look at this. David Lowe, he's jumping in for us. 377 in the chat and only seven likes. That hurts my feelings. Come on, people. Hit the hit the yeah. hit the button. Hit the thumbs up. I just button. got in the chat too, so let's get it going, man. Let's get this rocking. Mailbag it, questions, it, it, That's right. And and yeah, like like Ryan said, drop those mailbag questions because that's what we are about to hit. But uh, this is going to end the first portion of our day, and then we're going to jump into the mailbag. So for Ryan, I'm Vince, and thanks for listening to Irish Breakdown Podcast. <laughs>